Which Utah Utes are in for a big game against the Cal Golden Bears? We're talking about it on today's Locked On Utes. You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. everyone and thank you for making locked on utes your first listen every single day we are available on all platforms including youtube and wherever you may get your podcast today's episode of locked on utes is brought to you by linkedin these days every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business that's why linkedin jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free you can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college terms and conditions do apply my name is jt wistersill former intern inside the university of utah athletic department if it's your first time joining us make sure you guys like and subscribe we are going to be talking about and about my predictions for the game which utah utes offensively defensively i think are going to go off for utah on this one at the end i'll be talking about what a win a a must win for this game is for utah what i think it will what a win would mean for utah but first i really quick want to say this and i've said this a couple times just throughout the show's run but i obviously really mean it extra today just Thank you guys for supporting this show as much as you have. Whether you've listened to me just one episode and hit that subscribe button or even not even subscribe and just listen, or those of you who listen every day, the everydayers especially, or just those of you who try to listen as often as you can, I greatly appreciate it. Uh, passing 2,000 subscribers, I, I think when we took over the channel, or when I took over the channel, excuse me, um, it was like 125, 123 subscribers about a year and a, and a couple months ago. So it, it's crazy that's at over 2,000 now. So I just I really Thank you guys so much. That just means um, I actually sat at work kind of thinking about it today. Like, wow, like just all the out podcasting times and even the first time I recorded this show when it took me <laughs> 30 tries to do like just the one minute intro video and then slowly but surely like um, even the very first episode took at least probably 20 tries. And, uh, and now here we are uh, a lot. I've improved a lot <laughs> in that time, I think. And I, I greatly appreciate you guys uh, who were there from the start or those of you who just came on as I got, as I tried to get better at this and I'm still trying to get better at this, but, um, I, I thank you guys who do support and listen to this show so frequently. Um, it means so much to me and just thank you guys again, seriously, from the bottom of my heart that, uh, that really made my day to see that today. Um, okay, let's talk about this game preview and predictions. Uh, first I want to give my Nate Johnson predictions. Cause I do think it's going to be Nate Johnson. There's part of me. that's like, oh, we might see cam rising, but honestly at this point, and I think a lot of you will feel this way too. I think it's more so just like what I want to have happen influencing my mind. Like I'm trying to talk myself into cam rising playing based on everything we've heard. Cam rising is probably not going to play based on his injury timeline, nor should he play. He's not healthy yet. So hopefully cam can get back soon. I hope he's out there against Cal, but I only hope he's out there if he's hundred percent and it doesn't sound like he is. So I think it's going to be Nate Johnson. And I still think Utah can and will win this game with Nate Johnson at quarterback. I trust Andy Ludwig. He's had a rough start to the season in some of these games, but was also dealt a, a tough hand with quarterback injuries and inconsistent play in general. It's just hard to win games when you and design plays and all those things when you're not getting great quarterback play. And also I'll add, when you're not getting good offensive line play. And maybe not good is a rough word. I'll say not great offensive line play because it's been a roller coaster for the Utah offensive line. So I, I think Andy Ludwig in this past couple weeks, Utah always always plays well off buys, I feel like. Um I really feel like Andy Ludwig is going to come up with a really good game plan. I think he's going to watch 
the games back against Florida, against Baylor, against Oregon State, and just see, okay, and against UCLA in the moments it did. Just look at the plays in the moments. Okay, what is Nate Johnson with this large sample size we have now? What does he do well, and how can we maximize that? The number one thing I got to believe he's going to realize again is, and, ta- and hopefully yes, he had conversations with Coach Witt about this because I can't imagine Coach Witt um, is, I think he's a little nervous about having Nate run the ball because he fumbled. But in order for Nate to be the best version of himself, I've said this before, like scared money don't make money. I'm, and I'm not, I did not make that saying. It's been around for a while. You have to let Nate Johnson run if he's in the game. You have to let him be the best court. You have to put him in position to be the best quarterback he can be and make plays. Maybe he does turn it over, but he plays so much worse, in my opinion, when you don't let him be the dynamic dual threat quarterback he is and more emphasis on a runner than a passer. So I really hope that Nate Johnson is able to run and the design quarterback run game is there. I like what it offers with a Jalen Glover, whoever the running back is in. I don't know if we'll see Jaquindon Jackson this one. I like whoever the running back is as that extra lead blocker. So hopefully they've been working hard with Nate on the ball security aspect, but I really hope they let him run in this game. And I think Nate's going to have a good game on the ground. I actually think he's going to have over 70 yards rushing in this one. Some of that will be in the quarterback designed run game. And some of those will be third and long situation where he's going to scramble. We know that Cal is going to spy him, but I think he's going to make, there are sometimes he's going to get tackled and other times he's going to make defenders miss as he's done all season long in those opportunities. I also think Utah needs to do a better job of getting Nate on the move when he goes to throw, whether that's just kind of fake quarterback design runs and quick passes. The play action game can aid that in some ways too. Uh, just rolling him out, doing different things to get Nate on the move. He's demonstrated good accuracy on the move and it just gives him that option of, you know, rolling to the right. I can either throw it downfield or I can tuck it and run it because there's some green grass in front of me, even though it evaporates very quickly once you do decide to tuck it and run. But even when you're as fast as Nate Johnson, that green grass, uh, you're still able to get a little bit of a path a little bit longer than most quarterbacks would. So I, I do think Nate Johnson is a really good game. I actually think he throws for over 150 yards in this one too. I think that, and it won't be, you know, Oregon State, he was able to pad the numbers a little bit because the game was kind of out of reach late there. I think it's going to be a true 150 yards. I think he makes a couple big plays. I don't see any re- Utah receiver going over 100 yards, but I do think he hooks up with Money Parks on a big play. They've been close on connecting a, a couple of times now. And I think back in Rice Eccles Stadium coming off the bye, I, I think we'll see the two of them hook up for a pass that I think is going to be plus 30 yards for Utah. So I do think Money Parks leads Utah in receiving. He'll be in the kind of the 70 to 80 range. And we'll see Mikey Matthews, Devon Vele. And I think Emory Simmons will make up for the drop he had recently. And I think he'll bring in a ball too. We'd love to see Thomas Yasmin and Landon King continue to be involved in the passing game as well too. So um, I do think Utah makes a couple of plays through the air that gets Nate Johnson over 150 yards receiving. Some of that will be because of his improved accuracy. And also some of that will be just Utah's playmakers making guys miss. It's not going to happen all the time because I don't think Cal's defense is bad. I don't think they're, I think they're, solid there they can be very up and down as we've seen at times so they'll make a couple plays uh other predictions on offense i do think jalen glover gets over 100 yards on the ground this is the one that i feel the, the maybe the shakiest about just because i know that this is what cal wants to stop right they want to stop the rushing attack but i, I think if you get nate johnson going as a rusher too, just that dual threat ability the read option what it could provide this utah team and if utah gets the passing game going even a little bit um, can maybe hook up on some of those receiver screens that have been an issue for this team too, then I think that's where we could see the Jalen Glover and the offensive line have success on the ground if the box is not as packed. And I do think the offensive line is going to have a good game. I do not think Nate Johnson is going to be sacked in this one. I think they'll be much better in terms of blitz pickup and blitz, prote- blitz protection. We saw this Utah offensive line in 
they always improve in the second half of the season because it's a new group of guys coming together. And I think this extra practice time in the middle of the season off the buys you get is very important for an offensive line. I expect Spencer Fano to be playing some of his best football, which I think he was named a mid season, like all freshman American team. So congrats to him. I, I I've been a little critical of him at times, but I do feel like his play is improving a little bit too. So hats off to him for earning that recognition. Um, be interesting to see if Johnny may is back in, but I just think the offensive line is going to be executing at a stronger level, having being rested and really motivated coming off that loss that they've had to sit and kind of stew on for the past few weeks. So I, I do think this Utah offense has success. On yesterday's show, I predicted Utah to win 24-2-10. And I do think some of those points will probably come off short fields being set up by the defense, but I do think this offense is going to go on at least two long successful drives that end in touchdowns. So I'm expecting a bounce back performance for the Utah offense against a Cal defense that struggled. And let's not forget what Cal did last time they were on the field. They allowed 52 points to Oregon state. Utah's not scoring 52 points, but they should be able to move the ball on a bears defense that can be solid at times, but has definitely had their struggles this season. So those are my offensive predictions. Let me know your guys' offensive predictions in the comments below. Would love to check those out tomorrow. I'm going to give you my defensive predictions in one second. But first, I want to talk to you guys a little bit further about our friends at LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have the access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs which helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. There are tons of great candidates out there with polished up resumes that are very qualified that are ready to get to work today. And you can identify those candidates by going over and adding your job to the purple hashtag hiring frame to spread the word that you're hiring on LinkedIn. And they have simple tools like screening questions that make it easy to focus on camps with just the right skills and experience. So you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's one of the many reasons that LinkedIn jobs is rated number one by small businesses in delivering quality hiring versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. Also, I want to talk to you guys about another one of our great sponsors here on Locked on Utes, and it's our friends at UCCU. And they have an exciting offer called Learn and Earn, the UCCU mobile banking app that pays your entire family to learn about money. Learn and Earn is a great tool and resource for you guys to utilize because kids look to parents to become financially literate, but parents, they don't always know the answers. That's where Learn and Earn comes in because they break down financial topics into fun, bite-sized educational games like quizzes and trivia. Every time a family member completes a topic, they earn points that can occur and can be redeemed for gift cards to stores like Amazon, Apple, Sephora, Walmart, Nike, and more. There's age-appropriate content for every member of the family, and you can compete against each other and track your progress on leaderboards. Learn and Earn is inside the UCCU mobile banking app, so play it anytime, anywhere. The more you play, the more you learn. And the more you learn, the more you earn. Learn and earn, part of UCCU's award-winning Be Money Smart Youth Banking Program, helping kids, teens, and parents having fun while becoming more financially literate together. UCCU, love where you bank. Alrighty, time to switch it over to the defensive side of the ball. Um, shout out to Utah defense, by the way. I think they're top. I think I saw eighth ranked in a rush defense today. Um, this defense and just in general i think they might have it they i they might have a top 10 defense statistically they've only given up 20 once on the season i just feel like not a lot of college football teams can say that and they've only allowed multiple touchdowns to be scored in one game another statistic that not a lot of college defenses can store uh can say this utah defense may be a top five unit in the country i'd have to dive in a little deeper for that but they're definitely a top 10 unit to me when you look at the playmakers they have at every level of the defensive side of the ball 
Speaking of those playmakers, let's talk a little bit about what I think they're going to do. I think they're really going to limit Cal on the ground. The Golden Bears want to establish the run. Utah's been good at stopping teams who like to do that, especially in Rice-Eccles Stadium. They held Florida to a very small amount of yards. They held UCLA to a very small amount of yards. And they will do the same against Cal. I think the Golden Bears will rush for less than 60 yards in this game. I originally had 80 in my notes, but I'm changing it because I'm feeling good about this Utah defense. Because once I start thinking about Junior Tifuna, Keanu Tanu Vasa, Una Ellis up front, Samote Peppa getting back up to strength. Lander Barton, one of Cole Bishop or Sione Baki in the box. Uh, Karene Reed, too, another guy. Like just such an elite group of front seven players for this Utah defense. And it'll be a packed box. I don't see Cal getting the run game going. They will have nice runs at moments, but I think overall, we're going to see another dominant performance by this Utah defense in large part due to their ability to stop the run because of how well they execute up front. When you talk about defensive ends that set the edge, check. Linebackers and safeties who are good at making tackles in space and in short yardage situations, also check. And defensive linemen that do a great job holding their own against double teams and at times shedding individual blocks or even splitting double teams to make plays. Check, check, check. As, as well as an elite defensive play caller who does a great job putting his players, his talented players, in position to make plays in Morgan Scout. So I do think they do a good job in the run defense aspect. I also think they hold Cal under 100, um, or excuse me, under 110 yards passing while the game is close. I do actually do have 100 in my notes, so I'll keep it at that. Um, under 100 passing while the game is close because it's just hard in today's college football era to hold someone under 100. So I'm sure Cal will get up to 130, 150 passing yards, but I could see a lot of that being in garbage time because I do think Utah is going to have this taken care of. I would not be surprised if this game was three, like 21 to three, something in that aspect. And I'm not trying to be disrespectful to Cal. I'm really not. I just think the Utah defense is that good. And I have seen so many times, even teams like Cal who are coming off a decent offensive performance, right? You scored 40 points, even if some of that was onside kick and bad turnover related. Um, they're coming off a good offensive performance. Offenses do not. The offenses usually have some of their worst performances in Rice Eccles Stadium. Utah made both Florida and UCLA look not good, and and arguably, I would probably say their worst performances of the season. That's what Utah forces to teams, and it's not just the players and the coaching and what they do. It's also just the environment that Rice Eccles Stadium has. You hear it time and time again by visiting broadcasters who travel out to Salt Lake City how hard it is. Yes, there are SEC stadiums that maybe have more fans in the stands. But it's hard to play in the altitude and with the structure of Utah's stadium, they keep the sound in really well and it makes it really deafening. Also, the fans are just extremely passionate. And I'm not just saying that because you guys helped me get over 2,000 subscribers. I've been to a game this season and a lot of seasons. I've, I've sat in the press box. I've felt that thing rumble. I've been in the stands. I've lost my voice trying to keep up and uh, yell with you guys out there too. So I, I know it's legit. And uh, I do think Cal's going to be a little rattled. And I think they'll have some late success through the air. But throughout the game, I think Utah's going to do a good job shutting there. A passing attack down. And part of that is I think Utah is going to continue to get after the quarterback at a high level. I'm hopeful that Van Fillinger and a, um, excuse me, Connor O'Toole come back from an injury. But if those guys are unable to, I do think that Utah is still going to be able to get after the quarterback. I do think Jonah Ellis still towards the top of sack leaders in the nation gets home with one. I think Samote Peppa gets his first of the season. What a difference maker he was along the defensive line in last year's Pac-12 championship run, especially late in the season. I think we're going to see that Samote Peppa in this game. He gets home for the sack the first time in 2023. And then I do have Utah getting home with some blitzes. Morgan Scally, one of the best at designing blitzes to take advantage of offensive line 
Reed's protection. I think that Karene Reed gets home for a huge one because Reed's just been making huge plays in Rice Eccles Stadium. Last time he was there, he only made the play of the game on the very first play of the game when he had the pick six on Dante Moore. I also think Cole Bishop will get home for a sack because it's Cole Bishop. He's always making plays behind the line of scrimmage. I also think Utah is going to force a couple turnovers in this one. I think one of them will be a fumble. I'm not going to say a quarterback uh, strip sack, but I do think one of the running backs is going to be running and Utah will hold them up in the air. And one of the linebackers, defensive backs, maybe defensive lineman, whoever is either going to rip that, is just going to punch, rip that ball out. And that's where Utah will jump on it. So they'll force a fumble. And I do have Utah getting interception. I'm going to say Sione Vaki steals this one at Rice Eccles Stadium. It'd be his first interception inside Rice Eccles Stadium since he had that one week one against the Florida Gators. So I like Vaki to get an interception here. And I do think Cole, Cole Bishop leads Utah in tackles. Of course, Karene Reed, Lander Barton, Vaki all could as well. But I do think this is a game where Cole Bishop will just be, he's going to be playing in the box a lot and, and maybe it'll be Vaki. So either if Vaki were the one to be in the box more out of the safeties, then maybe I would roll with Vaki here. But I, I do think this is a game where you look at a guy in Cole Bishop and I think he just really stands out and finishes with that eight to 12 kind of tackle range, because I, I think he's going to be just that difficult for Cal to contain uh, block blocking wise. So I think a big game's coming for this Utah defense. I really do. And it's what they've done all season. When you look back at the Florida games we mentioned, really giving the Gators a lot of fits. Going down to Waco, the defense traveled with them, and they did a good job battling it out and really in the second half shutting down that Baylor offense. Obviously, it was Weaver State, so the next game Utah took care of business there. The performance against UCLA was masterful by this defense. Got after the quarterback at such a high level and separate covered sacks, a couple in there too. So just perfect execution pretty much from the defense. Nearly perfect. Let up the one long touchdown, but that was nothing. Um, even against Oregon State, I mean, to only allow a top 25 team to score 21 and also even just some of that, I feel like if Utah's offense had brought a little bit more life, that last touchdown was more clever play calling by Oregon State than bad execution by Utah like I'm not trying to take anything away from that I'm just saying like that was more that wasn't them just like lining up and beating them for the final touchdown that was more taking advantage of a schematic issue where Utah sold out to stop the QB sneak and then you pitch it to the outside like that's all the credit in the world to Oregon State for doing that but it's not like man the Utah defense just got obliterated that final drive and just ran it down their throats it was there was some success but the last thing kind of came off something that shouldn't happen again for this Utah team. I think they'll be ready for that pitch play. And other, cause other teams might try it with, with how well it worked, or maybe they'll have it drawn up and then call a timeout. If they see Utah is a, uh, is ready to defend it. So all things, I think they're on the table, but yes, I think the defense is a very strong day and I will stick to my prediction. I made on yesterday's show with Spencer McLaughlin, Utah 24 Cal 10, but I do want to talk about what a win in this game would mean for Utah football. We are going to be doing that in one moment, but first, I want to talk to you guys about another one of our sponsors of this episode today. It's FanDuel Sportsbook. Snap in action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options that include the spreads, player props, over-unders, and so much more. It's another fun slate of NFL action coming up. I know a lot of you listen are probably Broncos fans. Um, my Vikings are also in a rough, rough slump right now. So maybe we can look to some of these teams that have a little more success, the bills, the dolphins, see if they'll get back 
uh, see if they'll keep the positive momentum they have going rather than uh, betting on our teams that aren't uh, shaping up so hot right now. Uh, I think a lot of you are also Seahawks fans. I've seen a couple throughout. So uh, if you're a Seahawks fan, maybe you should be feeling good about things. Um, Geno Smith, DK Metcalf, That's they, they got a team. Pete Carroll does a good job up in Seattle as always. So lots of fun teams to bet on in the NFL. And the best place to do it at is FanDuel.com. So you can visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's all caps, no spaces, locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. Alrighty, closing this one out. What would this win mean for Utah? It would mean everything is still on the table for them. They can still go back to and win a third straight Pac-12 championship. They can still make the college football playoff because one-loss teams will do that. It's going to be very, 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 very difficult for Utah to make the college football playoff or even for Utah to make the Pac-12 championship again with the gauntlet of the schedule they have remaining and with no Cam Rising yet to take the field for an offensive snap. So it's going to be tough. But it's not out of the question because what if Cam does come back against USC? What if he beats the odds and plays really well? I'm not saying that's going to happen, but this win for Utah means all of that is still possible, that you can still accomplish everything you set out to do from a season ago. So hopefully Utah's gotten a little healthier. They got some of the guys back, even if Cam's not back. I, I hope Nate is impro- has improved a little bit through the coaching and just through trying to clean up his own stuff. I still like Nate. I still think he can be a good collegiate quarterback. He had a rough game against Oregon State, but also with, once again, like Nate, I just I to, he the offensive line needs to execute better for him to also be put in a fair position to succeed. Even though he has made some faulty throws at times too, as I've I've been critical of too. But I, I do think Utah gets right this game, but. This is a, w- a good opportunity for Utah. This is a must-win game for Utah. It's it feels kind of like well, of course it's a must-win game, but like really think about it. Like that was something that like just didn't even need to be said during the offseason. Like the Cal, I, I scratched the Cal game off as an easy win because we all thought Cam Brand, everyone would be back by now, everyone would be healthy. Um, isn't that a fantasy land? Uh, Utah being healthy this season, <laughs> unfortunately, just uh, just the injury bugs really gotten them this year. But yeah, I think this is one that Utah. It not just needs to win. I think they will win, and they'll be able to keep all of their Pac-12 3P, even college football playoff pipe dreams alive for the short term because it's hard to play in Rice-Eccles Stadium. This defense is going to be dialed in. The offense is going to have a strong showing off the bye and a lot of time to game plan stuff up, and then we'll take the rest of the stuff from there. Utah football is only focused on going 1-0 this week. You guys should be the same. Enjoy the Cal game, and we will be back with you on Monday previewing, not just recapping the Cal game, of course. Well, actually, we'll be back Saturday. We do the Saturday show, um, or Sunday show, excuse me, one last time, uh, to recap the Cal game next week versus USC. It's going to be a fun one. My good buddy, Mark Culkin, we're going to be doing the crossover again. We had some fun with those last year. Um, this is once again, one of the most anticipated games on Utah's schedule. I can't wait to talk about it, but as I said, the Cal game is going to be a lot of fun this week. Hopefully Utah is able to get a win. I believe they will get a win. Let me know your guys' final thoughts heading into this game in the comments below, and I will see you on Sunday for our reaction show. Have a great weekend. And once again, thank you for helping locked on you to reach over 2000 subscribers on YouTube. I greatly appreciate it.